Welcome back, Imaginers. This is part two of a topic that I call identity plans. In the last episode, I talked about how to evolve your identity to reach your goals. Oftentimes, we believe that if we just learn more or we use willpower, that we can achieve any goal. But when we work on our identity, then we're creating a long-term solution, which I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for a long-term solution where I don't have to use willpower. And evolving your identity is a way that once it's in place for the identity plans that you're working on, those can serve you the rest of your life. And you don't have to continue to use willpower or sheer force to reach the goal or goals in the future. Oftentimes, our identity needs to be evolved for areas that we want to grow. Sometimes we need to build an identity that we may not even have. I had to build an identity as an entrepreneur. I, had, I didn't have an identity around being an entrepreneur. But today I want to talk about some really practical ways that you can evolve your identity similar to the way that you reach any goal that you might have on your calendar. We start with the end, we break down the steps, and then we add them to our calendar just like we would for anything else, except instead of traditional plans that we might put on our calendar, like going to an event or completing a task, we're going to put elements of the identity that we are building or evolving. And I want to give you a very specific example of a goal that I was able to reach by evolving my identity. And then I'm also going to walk you through exactly how I added the elements of that identity evolution to my calendar, just like any other task that is on my calendar. Because I think sometimes when we think about evolving our identity, it sounds like such a big undertaking. I mean, how would we even do that? It's almost like asking, how would you become a different person? But in reality, our brains are malleable. You may have heard there's a, there's a focus in neuroscience right now on neuroplasticity, which basically means that our brains can continue to, like plastic, they can continue to be changed and grown and formed into new areas. And this is a fairly new concept. We didn't understand this about the brain until about 20 years ago. But we can use our neuroplasticity to continue to evolve our skills and abilities and ultimately aspects of our identity that we used to think were fixed, but they're not fixed. They can continue to evolve. So just like any other goal that I set, I start with the end. I start with the end. And I work backwards 
And in that process, my higher brain stays turned on and it will give me the answers to how to reach this goal. So step one was I set the goal. And for this specific goal, what I wanted to do was be coached in front of a large audience by my mentor. Now, I wouldn't have chosen a large audience, but that's the only way she coaches. She has become so successful and popular that this is the only way she coaches. So I'm going to talk about the steps that I took, one, to even make this potential reality possible. So how did I even make this happen from a tactical perspective? And then I'm also going to talk about the beliefs, the identities, the elements of my identity that I had to evolve to even be willing to put myself in this situation. (laughs) You've probably heard me talk about being an introvert. So, you know, speaking, being put in front of a large audience is not my ideal experience. I can do it, but it usually takes some identity evolution. (laughs) So I set the goal to be coached by this woman who basically has become my business mentor, my coaching mentor. I have been certified in her modality. Her, Her work has changed my life, and it is the basis of the way that I coach. And I believe the reason I've been able, applying her work is the reason I've been able to create the life um, and career of my dreams. So imagine whoever your rock star is in your view, you know, if it's a, if it's an actual rock star, a musician, if it's some kind of um, intellectual luminary, if it's some kind of philanthropic leader, whoever your rock star is. And imagine that you had an audience with that person and imagine that that whatever their expertise was in, you were doing it with them. So if if your rock star is a literal musician rock star, imagine if you were up on stage playing with your idol. <laughs> if your If one of your luminaries is someone who does coaching like me or, you know, an author, perhaps maybe someone like Brene Brown. Imagine if you were up on stage with Brene Brown and you were having a conversation and she was giving you her perspective in front of thousands of people. What would you have to do to become the person who would be in that situation willingly and actually enjoy that situation because I didn't want to just be white knuckling it in that situation. I wanted to actually be present. I wanted to hear her perspective and then I wanted to take that perspective and take action on it. So the three, when I, when I worked backwards from the goal, this goal that I had set, I came up with three identity plans. One was evolving my public courage. 
So not just private courage, but actually being willing to be coached in front of thousands of people who would be watching this uh, both live and on a replay for years to come, by the way. (laughs) The second identity plan was continuing to evolve my vulnerability. I was going to be coached on a very personal topic. So I had to be willing to share that information again with thousands of people. And then the third identity plan was to, I mentioned this a little while ago, was to actually be open to not only what she was saying, but a willingness to actually take action on what she was saying. And interestingly, that third one required me to continue to evolve my courage and my vulnerability. The universe has such a great sense of humor. (laughs) So created the goal. I came up with the three identity plans that I wanted to evolve. And then I also needed to put some tactical things in place as I got closer to actually be in a situation where I could potentially be chosen to be coached by her because hundreds of people apply to be coached by her. So some tactical things that I had to do that were on my version of my identity plan list were to be, I had to be in a membership that she offered. Um, I had to apply to be coached. I had to be ready and available on the day. I had to have tested my technology. I had to have practiced my elevator pitch, as it were, on what I wanted to be coached on. I had to be willing to come on camera at a moment's notice without any warning and be willing to be coached. So there was some preparation that had to be done in advance for me to even be in the situation where I might get called on. But again, I also had to work on my identity plans because those were even more important. The other pieces were sort of even getting in the ring. But the identity plans were even more important. So I created this goal, created a work back plan, asked my brain. If I was going to be the person who was coached by this rock star publicly for years to come (laughs) to be seen by others, what would I need to do to actually enjoy the situation? And be willing to be in the situation. So I asked my brain, how would I develop more courage, more vulnerability, more willingness to receive a perspective and take action on it? Because these three things, as I went to the goal and I I closed my eyes and I thought about me in the future as the person who was going to be coached. These were the things that I knew she would have to have to enjoy the situation and be willing to be there. So I asked my brain, how did I become her? What, what is the difference between who I am today and who she is? And again, critical to work backward in this approach. 
Most of the world, we stand where we are. We look forward when we're creating a goal. It is vital that you work backwards. If you stand here and create a goal and try to create a plan for it, your higher brain, the volume is turned way down because your lower brain is trying to look around and see if there's a tiger who's going to eat you. And it's always going to try and tell you that the tiger is right there. So the volume on your lower brain is turned down. Your primal brain is turned down when you work backwards. So vital to work backwards. So I start to work backwards and I start to close the gap slowly working backwards between the person in the future who's being coached by her rock star mentor and the person I am today. And I started just closing the gap and asking my brain, what did she have to do between then and now? Not now and then, then and now. Started working backwards. And here's what my brain came up with. To develop more public courage, you have to be more publicly courageous. (laughs) It's not surprising, (laughs) but it was a surprise to me. (laughs) So how would I be more publicly courageous? I would start a podcast. Look at that. It's very meta, right? So I started a podcast. And starting a podcast requires a lot of courage because you don't know if people are going to listen. More importantly, you don't know if the information is going to resonate with them, if they're going to find it useful. It takes a lot of courage. Now that I've done 21 episodes and I've heard incredible feedback, it's easy to look back and think, well, of course this was going to work. But I didn't know it when I started. I had to take a leap of faith. I had to be really courageous. So this was a piece of that puzzle to practice being publicly courageous, knowing that I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And I really didn't know what the outcome was going to be when I got coached by her. So I had to be willing to be publicly courageous regardless of the outcome. And our primal brain will try and tell us that being publicly courageous is like a tiger chasing us, right? It feels that terrifying to be judged by others potentially. I have had some haters. And so I know what that feels like. And I had to be willing to go on there, potentially freeze, potentially not be able to get words out be able, you know, potentially uh, not come up with a complete sentence, (laughs) right? I had to be willing to be publicly courageous. So I practiced being publicly courageous and I put things on my calendar between then and now. This already happened, but you know what I mean? To practice that that courage. The second belief, the second identity plan I had to work on was continuing to evolve my vulnerability. As I mentioned, I have had some haters. Interestingly, the haters came out in full force when I did a video about being 10% happier. 
which I wouldn't have thought that 10% happier, which is based on a book, by the way, it's not even my concept. I wouldn't have thought that was a topic that was going to bring so much emotion. I I thought it was pretty innocuous, actually. I mean, 10% happier, like who doesn't want to be 10% happier? But to this day, that is one of the most viewed videos I've ever done. And then it also has had the most haters. Um, so I definitely struck a chord, but it was not, not uh, the topic that I would have thought would have done it. But that required vulnerability to continue. I mean, we still post it. We, we replay it. And knowing that the haters might keep coming requires vulnerability. So part of my vulnerability plan, again, put put items on my calendar, on my to-do list, was to continue to practice being vulnerable. Putting things back out there that I knew could potentially cause a ruckus. <laughs> I also put things on my calendar to continue to evolve my social media post, my weekly email, the things that I talked about in my videos. I started talking a lot more about my personal life because the topic I wanted to be coached on was actually a personal topic. It wasn't my career. It was, it was relational. And I wanted to practice being vulnerable, continuing to be vulnerable and really up that so that I would be ready to be coached on this really vulnerable topic. And the third thing I did was to practice and and create a plan around my identity for not just receiving a perspective, but taking action on a perspective, which sounds easy, but we often ask someone for advice or, or perspective, but we don't necessarily want to hear the answer. And even if we want to hear the answer, don't necessarily want to take action on the answer. So I had to practice and again, create plans, calendar to do's on how to take a perspective and take action on it. So one of the things I did, I was in a program at the time, uh, a, a coaching, a business coaching program. And I decided that any perspective that I was given from a fellow coach, uh, we were in a cohort, I would implement it. Whether I thought it was a good idea or not, whether I questioned it, I knew that it was given to me with a higher brain because when we give others advice, we're always in our higher brain, which is why it always seems so simple when someone asks us what to do, what they should do, right? Because they're in their lower brain trying to come up with a solution and we're in our higher brain. And the way we hack this for ourselves is working backwards, which is why I harp on that so much. But I knew that it was given to me with a higher brain perspective. And so I decided to take those perspectives and start implementing them. And I practiced receiving and taking action on other perspectives. I evolved parts of my identity to become the person who could be coached by her rock star mentor. 
hundreds of people applied to be on the call, to be coached by her. Only five were chosen. And I was one of the five. And I knew it was going to happen the moment I got on the call. I just, I knew she was going to call on me and she did. And I was present for that experience and I took her perspective and it made a huge difference. But I had to become the person who was willing to be in that situation to receive that extraordinary perspective that I would have never had if I hadn't been willing to evolve some of my identity, be more courageous, be more vulnerable, be willing to hear our perspective and apply it. And this is these identity plans are the way that I have continued to accomplish things because as I said at the, the top of the podcast, this these are traits now that are part of who I am permanently. And I will continue to use them for the rest of my life. I'll continue to grow them, but I I continue to use the fruits of these identity plans. And that is what I want for each of you. You have everything that you need already inside of you. You're just like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. All you need to do is click your, your, your heels together, create a goal, work backwards, and decide which parts of your identity would you need to slightly evolve. And then add those elements to your calendar and become the person who can reach any goal that you set. You know that I am cheering you on to the life and career that you imagined. Take care, go out there, make some big goals and create identity plans to help you get there. I'll see you next time. If you want to start creating the career of your wildest dreams, sign up for my weekly email at kylamartinconsulting.com forward slash inspiration. This is your destination for uncovering your purpose, removing any obstacles, and creating the career you imagined.